Welcome to the Neighborhood Podcast, where we explore the rental industry's past, present, and future. It is episode two here. It's Jerome Warniak and Brittany Lee, your host from the community team here. Uh, Brittany just wrote a blog piece on co-living in San Francisco. Uh, for those that don't know, Neighborly opened an office in San Francisco about a year ago, and one of the team members, Luke Chase, moved out to San Francisco from Toronto. And today, Luke Chase joins us from San Francisco to share his experience on moving to the Bay Area. How's it going, Luke? It's going great, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So maybe you wanna start off, uh, Brittany, by, by giving us a kind of quick rundown on what exactly co-living is. In one single uh, house or community um, with shared spaces, amenities, such as living room, dining room, kitchen, Luke, you moved out uh, to San Francisco and originally were crashing on a couch. Is that right? Yeah. So it was uh, me and a couple of team members. Our, our founder had uh, already settled in a little bit. So I was able to crash on his couch, which gave me the upper hand and let me relax a little bit while I got to know the area because um, I wasn't so sure about, you know, signing up for anything on Craigslist or any other sort of marketplace before actually looking at the, the properties. So um, I absolutely, you know, I think that's a huge luxury um, to be able to crash on a couch and, and get your roots uh, beneath you before you start looking around. Where, so after you were spunking with your friend, um, did you, uh, you know, did, did you start to kind of broaden your network or did you, you know, speak to agents or brokers or how did you um, kind of start your search um, to find that kind of more permanent space uh, to plant your feet in when you moved to San Francisco? I had some actually a cousin of mine who who knew, knew a little network down here uh, mentioned a co-living space called bed and build mm -hmm. uh, I knew that type of option was available I didn't know much about co-living and then I uh, I mean kind of get to the point is I also use Craigslist and kind of said well there is co-living options on there too um, it's just more you know traditional it's not actually a you know with a co-living space it's it's actually a business model um, it's a it's it's ran by a third party who can oversee things and control and really have the interest of everyone involved to make sure it's a good fit they do some vetting uh, and they have a process around that for me I was kind of in charge of that. Meanwhile, the people I'd be moving in with and eventually did move in with were also in charge of that, making sure I was a good fit um, for the house. So that's exactly what I did. I, I just found a very, very good deal. The reason I didn't go with bed and build, it just happened to be in the city, um, that's San Francisco, whereas I was living in or going to be living and working out of Berkeley, um, not too far away, but for me, convenience is huge. And so I really wanted to be in the city that I'd be working in. And so, you know, crossing a bridge, which you would have to do if you lived in San Francisco to work in Berkeley is not something I wanted to do. Um, so I found uh, Craigslist. I found a couple really good deals. Um, and I was able to go and, and meet uh, the owner of the property who happened to be doing more of a homestay situation. The reason this was great for me is we were down there for Y Combinator, which is a three month kind of semester. We weren't, uh, we had short-term office lease. We wanted short-term, you know, housing lease as well. So um, I made an arrangement with uh, the landlord or the roommate um, that I'd only be there for about three or four months. 
and then I'd likely be leaving. Um, and that just wasn't the case, but either way, it worked out really nicely, took a lot of stress off, you know, my, my shoulders and, you know, it turned out really, really well. And, and, you know, I think it just goes to show that if you are going to be moving in with somebody, whether it be, you know, kind of off the market on, on Craigslist where you're just interacting with the owner or the roommates directly, you just got to make sure that's a good fit. Um, and then if you don't have that luxury of, you know, meeting these people and, and, and really just actually interviewing, going for a coffee before you move in, um, those co-living type arrangements, you know, are really growing. Um, they look very interesting. And I think um, that could be a really, really important um, industry going forward. Um, and making sure that there's a, more of an infrastructure around um, those type of arrangements and they're not being so much just a, an option on, on Craigslist. Well, it, thanks for sharing that, Luke. I, I, from Brittany's article, what I got is, is the market is responding. It, it seems that more co-living spaces run by third parties like we live and Next Space and Galvanize are opening in the Bay Area to service people that were exactly in the same situation that you were at, at the time. What interests me from a tenant screening perspective is you're moving in with a bunch of strangers. It's one thing to move into a one bedroom apartment by yourself with a landlord you don't know and establish a bit of a relationship with them, but moving into a house or a co-living situation where the people you're sharing a bathroom and kitchen and living room with are just total strangers when you when you walk in, what's, what's that like? Yeah, I think most of us, I mean, I mean, I guess most of us lucky enough and fortunate enough to be able to attend, you know, school, maybe not, you know, from home. I've experienced that for the first time. I remember meeting my roommate in university for the first time, not knowing what that was going to look like. And I mean, I think even my school promoted the idea that I, I believe I did a personality questionnaire. They at least asked me how clean I was mm -hmm. um, when I signed up for res. And I think, that's important, but again, like how can that be, um, you know, the only factors that you look at? Um, so I think as time goes on, there will be more um, engaging questions and, and more, you know, analysis on how someone can be identified and, and how to match people. Do you think co-living is something that you might consider personally um, now that you are kind of uh, more situated in, uh, in the Bay Area? Um, you know, without that luxury of sleeping on a couch, um, I would have certainly looked at co-living. Today, I believe, you know, if you do yourself a favor, you build a network in a city, um, you might end up in a co-living situation, but I'd much rather do it with people I know. Um, and so it'd be with friends or someone I've met in the past. And so those types of options were something I looked at when I made that last and most recent move, which was from Berkeley to San Francisco. Uh, a few friends had a, a room opening in their three-bedroom apartment. That was an option for me. I had a friend who was going to be moving from one studio to another. And uh, just by making a little noise, making sure people knew I was moving, um, I caught that attention. And, and that was really comfortable for me because it was both a place that he lived in for over two years. Um, and he said he loved it. He loved the location. He loved the fact that there was uh, in in uh, uh, in a in apartment laundry, so I didn't have to walk down the street do my dry cleaning um, or, or laundry. Um, there was you know multiple benefits that he was able to walk me through, and I could tell that it was you know an unbiased perspective because he wanted me to be happy too. Um, 
And so, you know, again, just getting that validation from someone you know and trust is, is pretty cool. Yeah, and I think, like, I think the point that I kind of want to make, guys, is that it's possible to do this for everybody. Um, I think I got very, very lucky. Um, and I don't think my advice is to go on Craigslist and book a bunch of meetings. I think that there's a real business in taking advantage of this type of situation through these co-living arrangements and knowing that um, those are the criteria that are being focused on. And, and I think that's going to get better and better as time goes on. Awesome. I, I think uh, we could all agree that when you have a community around you, particularly in a new place, it allows you to kind of spread your wings a little sooner and probably end up staying in that new city for a longer amount of time. Absolutely. I still spend a lot of time with my uh, old roommates and we play golf and we do all sorts of stuff. And I've met his friends and he's met mine. And it just is a, it's a launch pad for you. Awesome. Well, Luke, thank you very much for joining us today. Brittany, uh, excellent job on the article as always. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you in San Francisco, Luke, soon. And, and please make sure you take care of us when we're out there. Will do. I'll show you around. <laughs>